Hi, I'm Sabine, and welcome to my podcast, Sleep Easy, full of tips and knowledge from the ancient traditional cultures from around the world, and latest science to help you contemplate and apply the information which will help you to get the best possible sleep. I'm super pumped about sharing all the information I have gathered and available to me via my background as a long-time yoga and meditation teacher, master NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, Bachelor of Science with Honours, and recently, as part of my PhD, a graduate certificate in sleep science. Enjoy the show and remember, these are just my opinions adding to your smorgasbord of information available as possible choices which suit your lifestyle and circumstances. Please always discuss your choices with your chosen healthcare provider. Chronotypes and discovering your ideal amount of sleep. So how much sleep is too much? Well, it depends. Your sleep needs will vary over time. Your sleep chronotype age, activity level, general health and lifestyle constantly change. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine recommends the following sleep amounts based on age and you can use those as a general baseline. Newborns, 16 to 18 hours of sleep per night. Preschoolers, 11 to 12 hours of sleep per night. School-aged and teens, around 10 hours of sleep per night. Adults and seniors, between 7 and 9 hours of sleep per night. Keep in mind that your personal sleep needs might change and deviate from the norm, but that still doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. If you've always been someone who needs a little extra sleep, then that doesn't necessarily point to an underlying problem. Instead, look for sudden changes in your sleep schedule. When you normally were happy with 7 hours of sleep, feeling fine, but now you need more than 10 hours. If that's the case, there could be something to look at. Likewise, there are often temporary causes of oversleeping too. If you're sick or you're more likely to have stress in your life, you will also tend to need more sleep as the body tries to repair and rejuvenate by getting extra sleep. If you have been running a marathon or you're experiencing or have experienced high amounts of stress, your body might naturally need more rest. In fact, it is guaranteed to need more rest to rebuild your brain and body. These on-off situations are not really a cause for concern. Now you might ask, how do I figure out what my natural hours of sleep should be. So this is another way of looking at it. Instead of stressing about eight hours of sleep and some really specific detail, find out what your body really needs. Dr. Charles Jung-Hee Bay, an associate professor of clinical medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, suggests that you let your body naturally fall asleep and wake up and see where the number lands. At the end of 10 to 14 days of alarm-free sleep, you will get a good idea of your natural sleep needs. Another way is to track and discover your sleep via a sleep diary. 
this can give you great insight. And there's another way, which is using a sleep app or tracker. Be aware though that your current sleep, if it is in debt, i.e. if you have got sleep deprivation, will influence how much sleep you need at first. Now, following your natural circadian rhythm. Rather than defining your sleep as bedtime, consider when you start to feel tired or relaxed and notice that. Rather than defining sleep as bedtime, consider when you start to feel tired or relaxed and what time the lights are out. Figuratively, it's when the sun sets and less light exposure is about that you are triggering your sleep-wake cycle so your body will produce melatonin, a sleep-promoting hormone. And as the light fades, your sleep drive tends to rise. So, equally as the light brightens, your sleep drive is repressed and your wake drives are elevated. If you do want to have support with this, turning off devices in the evening to avoid the stimulating effects of blue lights will help you immensely. You could also switch your light bulbs to emit more warm tones, thereby supporting your natural sleep-wake cycle. These little adjustments can help you to fall asleep more easily because you are honoring your natural sleep-wake cycle. The next step is to choose your bedtime based on your natural cycle, knowing how many hours your body likes to sleep and around what time you start getting tired and want to relax. You can now take the next step and establish what time you need to wake up and work backwards from there. An ideal bedtime range for adults is between 8 p.m. and midnight. Though it is important to also always acknowledge your social and work responsibilities and your inherent preferences, such whether you are more of a night owl or a morning person. So here is an example for you to help you set your sleep routine or ritual. Let's say you need to wake up by 6 a.m. in the morning and that you need eight hours of sleep. Your bedtime, that is the time you need to fall asleep by, would be 10 p.m. However, it's unlikely, as you know, that you will fall asleep right away. So you factor in the 20 to 30 minutes it takes to settle in bed, which means if you need eight hours of sleep and you need to be up by 6 a.m., you want to be in bed by 9.30 p.m. That's right. So now let's talk about chronotypes. You're probably familiar with phrases like early bird and night owl. According to the definition of Merriam-Webster, a chronotype is the internal circadian rhythm or body clock of an individual that influences the cycle of sleep and activity in a 24-hour period. It is also true that we are increasingly sleeping outside of the times normally dictated by our internal circadian clocks. So as you know, some of us are able to wake up in the morning and start the day immediately while some of us function much better at night. It is helpful to be aware that everyone's daily schedules work differently because our bodies all work differently. Our bodies function according to our unique biological clock and part of this includes our chronotypes. So a chronotype is your body's natural disposition to be awake or asleep at certain times. 
Your chronotype is closely related to your body's circadian rhythms, which control your body's sleep-wake cycle and melatonin production. Our circadian rhythm, in turn, is primarily influenced by light exposure and tends to rise and set with the sun. This means less melatonin is produced in the morning to help you wake up and more is produced during the evening to help you fall asleep. Unlike our circadian rhythm, our specific chronotype is not influenced by any outside force except for genetics. This is why it is so important to work with your chronotype rather than against it if you want to be as rested and productive as possible. So why are chronotypes important? Your chronotype doesn't just affect your sleep, by the way. It affects all aspects of your day-to-day -day life. Here is an interesting list for you about how your chronotype affects you. It affects your appetite, your core body temperature, your productivity opportunities or windows, and even your ideal time for sex. Knowing your chronotype is extremely helpful for scheduling your day's work around your productivity opportunities or windows so you can accomplish all that you want while you still have the energy to do it well rather than dragging yourself through it. Did you know that if you're consistently experiencing poor sleep quality despite getting a full night's sleep, it's quite possible that you are working against your chronotype there are other causes why you might wake up feeling tired. Other potential causes are illness, overall lack in sleep hygiene, and your relationship with sleep, stress, worries. And also keep in mind what may work best for one person's chronotype might not work for another person's chronotype at all. This is especially true of bed partners who have different chronotypes but try to go to sleep and wake up at the same time together. Each of the chronotypes have different schedules and windows of productivity to keep in mind so that you can utilize them and get your optional functioning happening during your day. Let's take a look briefly at these chronotypes and their unique properties. So we have four and of course you can be a mixture of them too. First we have the dolphin chronotype. People with this chronotype tend to have trouble finding a sleep schedule that works for them. Dolphin chronotypes tend to be very intelligent, but also highly strung, sensitive sleepers who are typically easily disturbed by noise or light. A dolphin's fragmented sleep pattern often overlaps with symptoms of insomnia. But there is good news for all the dolphins out there. People with this chronotype have an excellent window of productivity which is between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. each day. Line chronotypes. People with the line chronotype do tend to wake up early in the morning and are most productive in the hours before noon. The saying goes, early to bed, early to rise. And that summarizes this chronotype very well. Lions are at best when they can immediately get started with their day's tasks and they thrive by getting things done sooner than later. After finishing their day and winding down in the early evening, lions tend to fall asleep early, usually by 9 or 10, naturally. 
the bare chronotype. This happens to be the most common chronotype of all, with an estimated 55% of the population being the bare chronotype. People with this intermediate chronotype are generally most productive before noon and begin feeling a reduction in energy in the late afternoon and they tend to begin winding down for sleep in the early evening. The sleep-wake cycle of bears is strongly aligned with the sun, so it's more natural for them to rise and set with the sun. Keep that in mind if you're a bear chronotype and get that early sunlight and that evening sunlight to support you. Wolf chronotypes. Yes, wolf chronotypes. These are the people that tend to be the most energetic waking up later in the day. They're most productive between noon and 4 p.m. and they also get boosts of energy during the evening. So the question is, this is just a very, very brief summary. To become aware of our different styles to respect each other and also know ourselves better. The question for some people is, can I change my chronotype? Generally, it is a tendency and it is better to work with it. It takes a lot of discipline if you want to change it, like a totally new routine that you stick to. Of course, you might also be aware that your chronotype does change with age. It is perfectly normal to have that change and it is helpful to know that your chronotype tendencies can change. For example, most kids have an early chronotype, driving them to wake up and go to sleep early. But as they grow into adolescence, their chronotype begins to shift into later and later, before shifting again into earlier in early adulthood. What if I feel that I'm a mixture of chronotypes, depending on my life situations? is a question you could ask. Well, it is important to remember that the science of chronobiology is complex and dynamic, reflecting your individual complexities. Sometimes we might be in between chronotypes. For example, a bare chronotype might be a hybrid or mixed with some other chronotype, depending on what's happening in their lives, sharing traits with lions, wolves, or even dolphins. Remember that our sleep needs to change as we age and it's not unusual to find ourselves in the middle of a transition period where our body's clock might be a little unpredictable until it stabilizes. So now I'm going to teach you a tip which can help you to calm the mind and help you regulate sleep. It's a very easy one. It's called left nostril breathing. So all you're going to do is you're simply going to explore left nostril breathing, which helps to calm you. So simply block the right nostril gently with your finger, just gently holding that nostril closed, being comfortable and inhale through the left, noticing the belly expand, the ribcage widening and gently exhaling again through the left as the belly draws back towards the spine. Breathing in through the left. That's right. Breathing out. Keep going. 
To get the benefits of the biochemical release, it is ideal to do this practice for three minutes. Keeping your arms relaxed. Keeping your face soft. You might even want to close your eyes. As you sit to get ready for sleep or as you are listening to this podcast. If you are busy, just write this down as a little tip. Breathing through the left nostril only in and out. This will give you a calmer mind. So this brings us straight into the tips which you could write down and use at any stage when you feel like exploring your capacity to initiate sleep in a much easier natural way. Number one, discover and explore your chronotype. That will be a level one challenge quite easy to do. Tip number two, sleep at the same time every night. That's a level three challenge because many people have many reasons to go to sleep at different times. But if you can go to sleep at the same time, this is a very powerful way to really reprogram your circadian rhythms and to get really good sleep. Tip number three, Reduce coffee and stimulants after midday. That's a level two challenge because you can still have coffee in the mornings, but you're just reducing them. Those intakes of caffeine, tea, chocolate, stimulants. See how you go, which one you want to explore or all three. And let me know about your experiences. Have fun. Thank you for listening to this episode. See you next time and remember to like, share and comment and of course, get some good sleep.